This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Friday morning. July the 15th, 2022, we got another beautiful day here in the Midwest. Blue skies, nice and cool out. Can't wait to go out and take a little walk through the woods this morning. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast this morning. If you haven't signed up yet, go ahead and head over to AffirmAmerica.com. Put in your email address. We'll shoot you out an email every time an episode comes out. Some other goodies over there, too, as well. you got 2,000 mules still playing over there free of charge. Check it out. Today's top five headlines for this Friday morning, July the 15th. Let's start off with headline number five. Average monthly rent in Manhattan surpasses $5,000. CNBC. The average monthly rent for a Manhattan apartment surpassed $5,000 for the first time. And brokers say demand and prices are headed even higher into the fall. The average apartment rent in June was $5,058, the highest on record according to a report from Miller, Samuel, and Douglas Elman. Average rental prices were up 29% over last year, while median rent was up by 25% to $4,050 a month. Aside from pricing out many renters, the increases could have knock-on effects amid broader inflation pressures. Rents are a key component of the government's consumer price index, which increased 9.1% from a year ago in June. And New York is the nation's largest rental market. Axios, this points to a conundrum. that is raising rates to cool inflation, but rate hikes are driving higher rents, which are fueling inflation. So we've been talking about this. Uh, we're in for some uh, difficult times, guys. Inflation is not a good thing. It's gonna, we're going to see things all across the board going up from your rents to your loans on cars, homes, mortgages. Food prices are going up. We talked about that yesterday. And the economy, you know, once it starts to slow down, you know, the government keeps spending money, raising taxes. That's what the Democrats want to do. It's going to create a stagnation situation which we really have to be careful of because that is very dangerous again you know i hate to sound like a broken record but when you elect democrats these far left progressives that spend 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 tax 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 print 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 money then you get what you got right now which is inflation higher rent costs and everything else that comes with it all right headline number four Tesla asks customers to refrain from charging vehicles during peak hours to preserve Texas power grids. From Vergi, Tesla is asking its customers in Texas to avoid charging their electric vehicles during peak times in order to prevent overtaxing the state's power grid. The alerts come as Texas's grid operator, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, or ERCOT, is calling on residents to conserve electricity during the recent heat wave as the system is being pushed to near-emergency conditions. 
Tesla sent an alert to customers in-car screens, advising them to avoid charging their vehicles from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. A heat wave is expected to impact the grid in Texas over the next few days. The alert reads, Keeping an EV unplugged during peak times can help Texas's grid avoid blackouts. Triple-digit temperatures typically place more pressure on electrical systems as customers are more likely to blast their air conditioners. The heat dome, fueling the heat wave, is also depriving Texas of its wind power, which typically generates about a quarter of its electricity. From the Daily Wire, Texas uses a mix of fossil fuels and renewables to keep its electrical grid running. When major heat waves move through the state, wind power is often decreased due to a change in pressure in the atmosphere. Thus, the state's wind turbines are failing to produce the necessary amount of energy to keep the grid operating without significant problems. Texas has experienced similar issues in recent years due to extreme weather, including winter storms. Okay, so these are the problems with renewables, and this is the problem with pushing too quickly and too radically the climate agenda, where we're cutting back on our fuel production, our energy production, and we see just exactly what happens that, you know, electricity isn't free. Just because we switch to electricity, we still have to generate electricity somewhere. Of course, the uh, far-left climate uh, nuts don't want us to realize that. They just say, go electric, but they don't realize that it's coal power plants primarily that generate the electricity that we use to recharge our EV vehicle. So there you go. I mean, uh, and we can see that the, the wind isn't reliable enough. I mean, in the summer months when it gets really hot, the wind doesn't blow. And in the winter months, we saw what happened down in Texas when all the wind uh, mills froze up because everything got super cold, which is a very rare event. So these things aren't reliable. That's why we cannot transition to renewables until there's a clear source. Either we use nuclear, which is very clean, or natural gas or something like this. Then we can count on it. I mean, what are you going to do if you can't charge your car between 3 p.m. and 8 p.m.? How are you going to get to work? How are you going to get to the grocery store? How are you going to take your kids to the soccer games? Okay, these are the problems with this kind of radical progressive ideas. They just don't work. All right, headline number three, Los Angeles County on pace to return to indoor masking. From Los Angeles Times, sustained jumps in cases and hospitalizations fueled by the hyperinfectious BA.5 subvariant pushed Los Angeles County into the high COVID-19 community level Thursday, a shift that could trigger a new public indoor mask mandate by the end of this month unless conditions improve. Health officials have long said the county was inching closer to the metrics for a new mask measure, and those warnings are now closer than ever as the latest COVID-19 wave continues to wash over the region. Should L.A. County remain in the high COVID-19 community level, which is defined by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, for the next two Thursdays, a new mask order would be issued with an effective date of July 29th. From ABC News, masks are already still mandated in some indoor spaces, healthcare facilities, transit hubs, on transit vehicles, airports, correctional facilities, and shelters. A universal mandate would spread the requirements to all indoor public spaces, including shared office spaces, manufacturing facilities, 
retail stores, indoor events, indoor restaurants, and bars and schools. Okay, so uh, here we go again with all the mandates coming down. There's been a, a number of studies about masks and their effectiveness. If you really dig into it and look at it, there is very little protection from spreading the COVID virus or any type of virus using a mask. So uh, you really have to question where these things are coming from. Uh, California is a very liberal state. They're very much in line with uh, these ideas of control and socialist thinking. And governments have the power, this power that they're hungry for to control the masses. We saw it in uh, the federal government's mandates and how they dictated to the American people and really created problems. Big pushback. The truck convoys we saw here in the U.S. and up in Canada. Pushback on, uh, from different sectors, businesses. So this is uh, something we got to look at. It's interesting that it's happening as we're coming into the midterms. You wonder about this. Is If this is another subversion or another, don't want to say it's a conspiracy theory, but to have an opportunity to uh, affect the elections. I mean, it still hasn't been investigated clearly what happened in 2020. And let's see uh, if this doesn't become a full-blown issue for government to use it as an opportunity. All right, let's get to headline number two. President Trump's first wife, Ivana, passes at 73. From the New York Post, Ivana Trump, the Czech-American businesswoman, and ex-wife of former President Donald Trump died Thursday in Manhattan. She was 73. The 45th president announced the death of his first wife and mother of his three children, Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka, on his Truth Social platform. I am very saddened to inform all of those that loved her, of which there are many, that Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City, he wrote. She was a wonderful, beautiful, and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life, he continued. Her pride and joy were her three children, Don Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. She was so proud of them as we were all so proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. Police are investigating whether Ivana Trump may have fallen down the stairs at her home on East 64th Street, police sources told the Post. She was found at the bottom of the staircase and believed to have suffered cardiac arrest, though the city's medical examiner's office will determine the official cause of death. Okay, so our hearts and prayers go out to the uh, Trump family, especially the ex-president Donald Trump and his uh, three children. It's uh, never easy to lose a parent at such a, really, an early age. 73 is very young for her to pass away. Unfortunately, it sounds like it may have been related to an accident. She may have fallen down the stairs. So uh, again, let's uh, offer our prayers and condolences to the Trump family. Donald Trump was a great president. He did many good things for the American people. So Ivana Trump passes away at age 73. All right, headline number one. Confidence in public education falls to second lowest figure among Americans, all-time low among Republicans. From Axios, just 20% of Americans say that they have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in public schools, the second lowest figures on record, a new Gallup poll revealed Thursday. The poll illustrates a growing national divide over public education, which emerged as a political battleground during the pandemic, 
with debates over masking, openings, and teaching about race dividing parents and triggering intense debates and school board meetings. From Corey A. DeAngelis, New Gallup Poll, Republicans' confidence in public schools, great deal or quite a lot in 2020 was 34%, 2021, 20%, and in 2022 dropped to 14%. Okay, so uh, this is a problem. We've seen it. The, the pandemic exposed a lot of this. As the parents were at home, they could see what the schools were teaching their children because they were all on Zoom calls. And the uh, parents were shocked to see what the teachers were teaching, how they were talking to their kids, indoctrinating them with critical race theory and transgenderism and LGBTQ, gay pride, all the things that uh, the schools have no business teaching our children. This should be left up to the families and to the parents. And you can go back and look at one of our uh, podcast where I talked with Pat Hickey about charter schools and the importance of competition in education, homeschooling, tribal community homeschooling systems to get away from the public schools, which are now teaching and being used as indoctrination camps. So uh, this is a harbinger of things to come, and uh, we all need to be aware as parents what's being taught in our schools because it directly affects our own children, our community, and our nation. All right, well, thanks for joining us today. Those are your top five headlines for this Friday, July the 15th, 2022. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark, on the Affirm America podcast. Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll see you early next Monday. Have a wonderful weekend, and God bless you. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.